I'm Steve. I'm Kelly. And this is 90 Day Fiancé Coupled with Chaos. Despite only spending about 90 days together before our wedding, we've now been married over 25 years. And we were only together for about two weeks before getting engaged. That might qualify us as 90 Day Fiancé OGs. Probably not, but that coupled with being super fans of the shows does qualify us to sit down each week and talk about the episodes, cast members, and the general chaos that surrounds their families. Just like ours. Today we're talking about 90 Day Fiancé, Happily Ever After, Season 5, Episode 12. We learned a lot of things this time. We learned that Paul conquers his fear of poop. (laughs) We know that if you haven't seen a naked photo of Colt, please just go check your Uh, inbox. Please don't. Asuelu gets a homework assignment. Jen finally has a moment of clarity where she admits to understanding the complexities of the Moldovian corruption (laughs) crisis, (laughs) but still doesn't know that China and Japan are indeed different countries. Angela says the wedding has her stomach in knots, but I think it could be drinking beer and hot sauce for breakfast. Oh, that was disgusting. And, of course, my favorite, Andrew and James drop wisdom on Tanya and Sinjin. <laughs> I love those funny. two guys. <laughs> they're the best. They're funny. I, I would if there's a way to, I don't have the energy to, like, start a petition. <laughs> to but, add them to the show. <laughs> but if I did, I would surely add them to Pillow Talk. Yeah, I'd like to see funny. maybe they're in a relationship together. Ew. No, probably no, not. But they're so. great. Just the two of them are great. Yeah, I love how every time they speak, it just gives the appearance that something you know, made of pure wisdom is going to roll off the tongue, <laughs> even though you know they know absolutely <laughs> nothing not, about life. I didn't notice, and <laughs> I noticed it, but I didn't notice rings on either of their fingers. <laughs> oh, so, what a surprise. So I'm not sure, but it was still good advice. Now, this whole thing starts with Tanya and Sinjin sitting down with his family again. They're at some wine place. And Dad, Dad dropped some wisdom. I guess he's the first one about Tanya speaking with a filter on. and Yeah, um, it's interesting how his parents just are filled with excuses for his behavior. Well, I don't know that they excuse. Dad doesn't excuse it. Mom, Mom does. Mom seems to... That seems to be a recurring theme with this season, with they the all, mothers. Yes, I, definitely <laughs> so. They agreed that Sinjin hadn't had any responsibility. I think everybody, if we have four different people talking about Sinjin, what, and all what, of them. What they didn't do was apologize for having never given him any responsibility. <laughs> that was a little scene. I guess they just kind of threw that in there, that maybe they can all sit down and talk and not have it be so ugly. But then they broke off. The two of them went and met Andrew and James at a bar, which is never great things happen when they get there. But even so you get there and you just know you're waiting for the fight to start. You know it's about to happen. And you can hear Tanya talking about, well, I had red flags all along and and this and I had red flags about this. And, of course, Mr. Mustache with a hat said, look. You you, chose to ignore them. Yeah, you're in denial. You saw it. You admitted it. You just chose not to believe it. And then complain about it later. He said, you expected to change him. Andrew came up and and said, uh, change, change don't happen overnight, yo. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he said that that Sinjin's completely different now than he was years ago when when they were together. And you know, all these they were together as roommates. Sinjin right. brought her into their world. Right. She just moved in with him. Right. And I then, don't imagine they were too fond of that. Yeah, and it seemed like they'd gotten past it. I mean, it's all in the past. I'm sure it put a damper on their bachelor lifestyle, though. And and it was a match with think, that. Think think back. This is a flashback to the Beatles and John Lennon bringing, bringing Yoko into the studio. Right. <laughs> that didn't go over too yeah, well either. That wasn't so good. This, I'm not <laughs> sure this is on that group. level, but <laughs> the principle is exactly the same. Tanya, Tanya is Yoko. Right. You know, the dad said the same. Like, if you guys are fighting all the time, if you're fighting more than you're loving, then you really need to Don't consider Don't need to be it. together. And it matched, it matched the, the... The comments ad- his friend made. Right. He, <laughs> he said the same thing. He said, uh, you're just fighting all the time. Or they were fighting, and, and Tanya said, well, I don't think I want to go there. And he said, well, I, I really do <laughs> think this is what we're here to do. You're here to do that. Sinjin, I, I thought, which was the most telling thing, and we probably differ on this one, is that Sinjin said that... You know, I'm not asking you to change. I, I I love you the way you are. You're asking me to change, and I I love what you are. What I found was interesting was that he made the comment about how she's always talking about what she needs. Yes. But she, he said, you've never asked me what I need. She rolled her eyes like I think that maybe there was more to it than that, and either they edited it out or whatever, but there was an eye roll there. So I'm not sure how much of that is true. Mm. But he said, I'd love you if you want to be a housewife. And then she snapped back. You should still be living in the shed. Yeah, it, right. Like and to know how said. they're paying for their place. He said shed too. Or shed. It's like, <laughs> so James's advice matched, matched, matched the dad's advice. He said, you know, you're from the outside looking in. You're trying to control Sinjin and control this relationship. And maybe you could just spend a little more time being in the relationship, spend more time living this and less time trying to control this. Mm-hmm. I think, wow, that was pretty smart. Mm-hmm. If you're, I think if you're 23 or 24, I'm not sure at this point do you need to be before you, you know, they're in their 30s now. Right. So at some point, and you can see where Tanya's coming from. I'm I'm and, looking and, and this is a group of three guys that have hung out forever. They're all at the same stage of life and none of them has matured into any kind of mature relationship or job. Whoa. <laughs> I mean Change I mean, don't happen overnight, yo. yo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking about. Uh, it, but it was patience that they were in Tanya. Uh, it was a funny line cuz when you repeat it it's going to sound even more funny. She said how long is one supposed to have patience for? <laughs> That's like the anti-definition of patience. <laughs> well, and so you're right. You can look at it either way. Yes, you're supposed to have patience. Well, how much patience? It'd be like saying, how many times am I supposed to forgive somebody? 70 times 7 right. is what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> so I didn't see a preview for them, so we don't know what's going to happen we don't know what's going to happen, nope. anything from them. Maybe well, I said from the beginning, when they talked about going in the first place to South Africa to visit, that he's never coming back. Mm. That's it. They're done. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of time. And between... I, think that, I think their whole visit has reiterated that he has no business going back. Yeah, the change has got to be on his part. 
Tanya's evolved at least a little bit to where she's ready for the next stage. Right. And you are married now. At some point... It has been two years. Change has now. to happen. <laughs> and if Sinjin's not capable of that, then she either has to accept that or she just go along for the ride. How old do you want to be when you start having kids? And if Sinjin's at a point where he doesn't want to have kids, then, then this is where you are. Then it's the two of them separate. Yeah, that's what I see happening. Our king and queen of separation, Michael and Angela... <laughs> Seem to be really close to coming together. Yeah. It's this... really just the queen of separation. <laughs> he doesn't separate. She does. Right. For five seconds. Oh, she was ready to give him the business. She sat down. She was going to. And, you know, Michael's the king of pulling out something. Something. Cake. Normally it's cake. <laughs> Except that one time she shoved it in shoved his face. Shoved it in his face. Well, she didn't shove the flowers in his face. She sure he, didn't. He managed to pull out the flowers, which seemed to... You could just see her soften up immediately, and she goes, Oh, Michael, you always come up with something when, yeah. right when I'm ready to give you the business. <laughs> I guess they're pretty comfortable around each other. Did you see... You may not have noticed that... When he crawled out of the bed first thing in the morning, and evidently he let some air pass. Yeah. And she, she said, called it. fart in my face. <laughs> he called it a tradition. <laughs> it's a tradition. <laughs> but we saw Angela cry again. So it was yeah. two weeks in a row yeah. when talking about her family. Well, she is really, really nervous about her wedding day. It surprised me how much jitter she had. Like, she's a schoolgirl. She's been married before. It was 30-some years ago still, she was married. But she's so old. Do you still get butterflies about getting married you at her think, age? Do you come at some point in 30 years, you don't think she would have... I'd almost love to know her relationship history or where she has come from in those 30 years. I can't imagine she's done any dating. I just... I can't imagine... That it wasn't online. The type of guy that <laughs> right. she has been around. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I don't, I can't put my hands around it. Yeah, I can't picture her, like, going out on a date. I just picture <laughs> her. Heidi gets a date number two after she runs her mouth at somebody. With one of those men, maybe that's it. With just one of the tiniest little white dudes is what I figure. You've seen those relationships, especially you see it a lot in just a big girl with a tiny little dude. Yeah. And that's, I picture her in that type of thing. <laughs> I couldn't funny. help when I mentioned it in the, in the intro about the drink. She said she was thirsty, and Michael went and got her a drink. And what he had there, he had a little, like a jar of, almost like a jar of taco sauce, like our taco sauce jars uh -huh, in the house. A bottle. And he had some hot sauce, and he had a Heineken. And he appears to have combined these three things. That's so gross. Into a drink for her. I meant to Google if this thing had a name. <laughs> But like, I has anybody ever had this before? I would just imagine that it would be called the an ulcer is what it would be called. <laughs> I mean, how do you how do you drink that? And there was no doubt it was mixed together. You could see that the hot sauce or whatever was mixed with the beer. It appears that Heineken makes a hot sauce. Really? Yeah. And is it, it for drinking beer? I don't know if it's made with Heineken or maybe that's where she got a sense of flavor. But you can buy Heineken hot sauce. Comes in a bottle. Who knows? <laughs> the preview for these two were a little different. They We get to the ceremony. Um, well, even in all of this, she had the wrong bra on, it looked like. so. Yeah, I don't know what she was planning to wear with that. If I were her, I'd have been more concerned about covering up my tattoos that were were 
showing. Well, it looked like breasts. it looked like she had taken her straps off of her shoulder. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she can afford to do that. <laughs> it might drop to her knees at her yeah, age. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe so. <laughs> She's got a lot packed yeah, in there. Yeah, there's a lot there. <laughs> I would imagine the stress that that puts on everything for her to have an off-the-shoulder dress. Yeah. I remember on your wedding day, yeah. you, even you had a problem. Holding that up. Well, it was because my dress had 15 yards of satin and 15 yards of taffeta mm. in the bottom of the dress. Well, I had still. a long train. And because it was an off-the-shoulder dress, the weight of all that long train and all that fabric tugging down on it, they had to have reinforced elastic sewn into the, the off-the-shoulder part to hold it up. Because of just the pull of all mm. the fabric, there was a lot of weight involved. Well, uh, Angela's got different kind of weight. Yeah. I guess hers is inside <laughs> of her dress, though. <laughs> right. Not on the outside. The, the weight is what she stuffed into the dress. <laughs> so you saw the preview. It was pretty cool. And I wonder how they play it. Is They were going through the ceremony and all the, the words, and the word obey came up in there. Yes. And, and they cut. And she flips out. Well, they didn't. She just cut and looked at them. She and went, huh? Yeah, I wonder if that. I wonder if that's an editing thing. Uh, probably. Or I think she would have. Dri- I don't think she'd have wanted to repeat that though. Or maybe that's it. Maybe she repeats something different. That would be great if she did. But you'd like her to put on the show at this point. Could you imagine the reaction on the faces of his mom and sister if they realized that she shuddered th- at the word "obey"? Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I don't think her mom. I don't think his mom understands everything so much. Yeah, but how did that even make it into their vows? Well, they probably didn't research. They didn't um, rehearse. Yeah, if you didn't have a rehearsal, then you wouldn't have gone through there because that's and they're doing a traditional uh, Nigerian ceremony. Well, in English, except for in the dress, it's in English. We have another wedding coming up. We have Libby and Andre. We think they're about to get married. Once Again. They, they discover everything about each other, despite already being married and having yeah, all these questions that. come I love out. how she, like, holds it over his head like a threat. Like, I won't marry you if you don't confess about this, that, and the other. Um, I got news for you. You're already married and you already have a child. Do you see how easy it is, and this is the dynamic of that family, that they catch her ear? That yes. they're there in that conversation. She's quiet. And even Chuck didn't say a lot when they were out, but it was between Jen and Charlie that they were they were the ones doing the talking. She's just there like a sponge soaking it up. Yeah, it's, it's very telling of their of their relationship. Mm-hmm. It was fun at the beginning. The opening scene where they're punching that thing was great. That was hysterical. So when they, I love how Chuck was so such did a you wuss. did you see it? Um, you saw the numbers, so. Even Jen beat Chuck. Charlie went first, and when on so when Andre went to go punch it, this should tell you whose side you're on. Were you rooting for Andre to have a bigger number? Yes, than, of course. Okay, that's good. Who even though, be? even though Andre still, I don't know how to describe. Because I think Charlie still needs to accept the fact that Andre would whoop his ass <laughs> if they got into a fight, <laughs> and I don't think he's come to that point of acceptance yet. Charlie's a big guy himself. Yeah, but he talks a good game, but Andre's bite is much bigger. I got news for him. I wonder if if it would have been reversed, if Andre would have gone first and then Charlie second, if Charlie would have gotten a bigger number. And I'm pretty sure Andre didn't put everything he had. Yeah, I don't that. think I don't think that Andre tried as hard as he 
could. Andre needed to have a bigger number, though. I think if we put this out there... Charlie looked like he was putting everything into it. And you have... Charlie probably, I would imagine he weighs, he may weigh more than Andre. Andre's a bit more solid. He's lean and mean. Charlie carries his weight in a different place. And in addition to that, Andre's got the attitude to back it up. Yeah, I think he's a bit more I, angry. I think he means and, business. Andre I think could if he not, went to punch you, you're probably going to be on the hurting end of that. Andre couldn't afford to have his number less than, than Charlie's. He couldn't afford to. And he didn't. He produced. He did indeed. So that, that did not surprise me at all. So the rest of it's going back and forth, and nothing new really came out in all of this. It still all matches what Andre had said in the car. From the beginning. And for Libby to say, you didn't tell me about this. Yeah, if she we, again. If we already knew it, and right. we knew it from Andre's mouth in the car with Chuck, Charlie, and Libby in the car. Yeah. Andre says this very thing. And Libby's still at a point where I didn't hear. I didn't know. You didn't tell me. Now, maybe you didn't have all the details in it. Yeah, I think her family is, again, influencing her to, you know, think he's got something sinister hidden. And he actually doesn't. Right. He just doesn't enjoy talking about that time in his life. And who would? Mm-hmm. And you see what happens here is then Libby starts to question it. And it kind of gets into what you'd gotten talking about a few weeks ago about the way she is with him in front of her family. Right. She should have defended him there and then cornered him later if she thought there was something that he owed her. I don't think corner is necessarily the right word, but she did corner him. She did. That's exactly what she did. Mm. And he contained that by taking her out on the balcony. I was ready for Andre to snap when Jen said she had a family issue she wanted to talk about. And that yeah. they went to go talk to Marcel. Yeah, you saw he did him. a great job of containing himself. You s- because I bet inside he was just seething angry that they went to his friend without him being present. That, one, they put his friend in that position. Yes. Two, that his friend went along with it. I mean, he was probably just angry on a number of levels at that point. Mm-hmm. But he did a great job of containing himself. He really did. And he was mentally preparing himself for what was coming out of their mouths next. He did much better than I thought. I didn't think he was capable of that kind of control. Yeah, he did. He did a good job. But you he saw even well. even then, Libby turned on him. So it's she he, did. He's <sighs> he's there for against one, and he does a good job. I think we'd all overreact at that point, get defensive, and he did get a little defensive, but not to the point where he embarrassed you himself. Expected. A month ago, it would have been a little different. Mm-hmm. I love it when they were on the balcony. And I, he says, I am not going to explain myself. Is what and then said. she goes, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what you're going to do. And he went, all right, all right. <laughs> and then they got all done. And what did she say? She said, you know what? Well, that's not really so bad. Right. It's not. We talk about when you get to like a Swaylu sometimes when he's sweet. And he just wants a hug. Yeah. Or whoever it is. And and you saw a little bit of Andre here, kind of his soft underbelly, when he said, I didn't tell you because I didn't want to lose you. Oh, that was sweet. Yeah, such a big guy. I think that there was probably some really ugly things in his past. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure there are. It sounded like to me like he thought it was so bad that if they found out what he had done, and maybe he'd gotten physical with people, who knows what you'd had to do. 
Like and we it, still don't know the nature of what it was the, that he refused to do. Yeah, and it sounded like if you knew all the details, I would be afraid that you would be afraid of me. Right. Is what it kind of sounded like. Right. Is how I took from that. I think if you dug deeper, I think that's what you would find. Probably so. And she was at a point where I want you to tell, and we, in all the shows, we kind of get at this point between telling everything and then hiding things. And I think maybe that's the difference. If we're telling a story, you don't know everything about me. And I'm not saying that in a negative way, but there's so many details to so many things. Right. And I think if I don't tell you something, if I purposefully hide something from you, then there's the line. Well, I think, too, we all have th things in our past that we're ashamed of, things that we don't like to think about. Mm. And so I think when you meet somebody, you don't probably ever want to go down a tick list of all the things sure. you've done you're ashamed of. That might never come out, nor should it really, because it, it doesn't affect I your your time with that person from that point on. I think if if the conversation leads in that direction and you don't bring it up. Oh sure, but I'm just talking about, you know, say things you yeah. did in high school. I'm not or saying you make you a dated list. Or things you he, did in relationships you wish you had. Here's a list of all my bad crap. That list shouldn't right. exist. That's not what I'm talking right. about. I'm talking about if you're having a conversation and the, if somebody asks you point blank about yeah. something, yeah, then you you should be forthcoming with the answer. But you know, I mean, you can only know inside if you're hiding something. Oh, I'm not going to tell him that or I'm not going to tell her that. I think when you do that, if you make a decision not to tell somebody, then I think that's as a husband and wife, that's the line that you've drawn and that's the bad line. Yeah, well, you're you're talking about uh, purposely avoiding a certain topic mm. and evading it. That's different from just never bringing it up. Right. I could see stuff not coming up. Oh, you right. never told me that. We well, said, well, it literally, it never came up. But in this scenario, hey, did this happen? So you can't lie about it. And there's the line. And I think when that's asked, it. Right. It's, it's if you're hiding it, then, then it's then a it's problem. That's an issue. That's a big difference, and so I'm not sure where this falls. I think this falls, like, right? You're t teetering on that line between all of this. I think Andre has tried to be a better person, and I think it began with turning away from his job. That was probably a turning point in his life, and it was after that that he met her. Mm. And obviously, you see his tendencies, when yes. he, his natural tendencies, as soon as he got back into Moldova. So you can see how much he's evolved. Yeah, and we're starting to turn. Look, people yeah. are on his look, and even this season, right? We've been he's horrible, right? When they he's first an got there, to now, all right. I hope he punches out Charlie. Who, you tell you who's slipping on the scale for me? It's Kelani. Yes. Look, Asuelu's got a lot of growing to do. There's he no does. doubt about that. But she doesn't help. Right. She needs to hold him to task for the right things. Yeah, it's just not working. They go and agree to see a counselor this time. They sit outside. And you see, Asuela was like watering and hosing down like the kids' toys. He's out there with a hose, just squirting them down. Uh -huh. He's just like his own little toy wash station. <laughs> just, dude can't catch a break on an edit. Right. You wish they'd maybe cut that part out <laughs> and let it go. But they agree to go to a counselor. And his what was his his request? Well, he, it was initially... He wanted the, to have not a white person. <laughs> <laughs> 
And by that, what he meant was he wanted a male Samoan. Yes. <laughs> Someone uh, that could speak his language so that he could speak his language. Right. Like the woman nurse. <laughs> he could have a white, he didn't want to have a white therapist. <laughs> and I think he was confused about really, I think he still is confused about the job of a therapist. I'm right, not and really he said sure. that that isn't really a word even in some, their Samoan language. That that's not something that exists there. I think it's more of a, he thought it was more of a referee or something, that this guy was going to take somebody's side. Uh-huh. So that whole thing went relatively well. Mm-hmm. I thought, can't get away from her and just the way she dresses. Even in the car, you know, her she's hanging out of her dress mm-hmm. and... It was, I just couldn't get past that this is how she dresses. Mm-hmm. Maybe if if you're endowed in that way, I guess. But you, you can tell you're endowed that way. There's no hiding that, what she's packing in there. But her dress, I mean, there's a third of her boobs are hanging yeah. out. Yeah, and, you know, she's nursing. Yeah, so she's even and bigger. so you're bigger even than normal. So maybe I her mean, dresses don't fit. But wouldn't you, you have put something? Stuff away. <laughs> wouldn't you have something that would cover that up a little better? We've sure. seen her in that dress before. Even a nursing bra holds all that in. Yes, you could wear something with a uh, something clothes. It didn't have to be that low. It's not like she needs to get them out <laughs> to nurse because the kids aren't with them. She has some growing to do too. We'll put it that way. Yeah, so Elu said it was. I thought it was funny when they met that he liked it because she was big. But it was big, healthy. Yeah, and she said that that was a compliment because it meant that you ate well. (laughs) Yes, that was good. They gave him homework. So I think you see the difference between the two of them. And it really put out where he was saying, look, I want to work this out between you and me. And we got to keep our families out. Now, his family's as guilty as any, but they're living with hers. Right. But she didn't even listen. She went no. straight to her, he's trying to control me, and I won't be controlled. Yeah, I don't know what her issue was. Things that he's asked for seem completely fair. Other know? than he's got to help more around the house. Right, but I'm saying what he's asking for from her, communication-wise or whatever, to let him deal with his family and determine either together about what their relationship with his family will be or let him decide how he's going to handle his family. Yes. That is a completely fair request. And that's where she went across the line for me. She went and told his mom that they aren't going to talk to her anymore. Right. That was messed up. And her mom is in the wrong. She could have, Kehlani could have been bigger than that. Yes. Yes, it was fine when they had the blow up, when they met separate and apart from Asuelu. It was perfectly fine for her to say, I'm not having this conversation and I'm done interacting with the two of you. Fine, if that's how she needed to deal with them, then she had the right to do that. But when she went back to the hotel and then proceeded to tell Asuelu that they weren't going to have any further contact, yes, that's where she crossed the line. Mm. And she also used disparaging remarks about them to him when the whole reason that they're there is for him to get a closer relationship with them. That was the purpose (laughs) for going. Remember at the beginning, what was the original plan? What did he want to do? Why was he so mad at the beginning of this season? Do you remember where he wanted to go and yeah, what he they, they wanted, wanted to do? they wanted to go to Samoa. They didn't want to. They cheated. But they had the... Wouldn't that have been maybe better than all of this? <laughs> well, they had the measles outbreak, and so they couldn't go. I don't go. know. If you had to 
And he told her right then, okay, well, I'll settle for going to see my mom and sisters, even though I don't have a close relationship with them and never have. But at least it's family, and they're here in the United States. Yeah, that was... I, I, I mean, he was already compromising. Yep, the measles and Samoa maybe would have been a better call here. <laughs> Although probably not as good a TV because we never would have been introduced to to the rest of his family. And so yeah. that's fun, which is even better because this preview looks to be the best of all of them. And the thing was, when they had their conversation about how her meeting with them went, he was completely on her side. He reacted just the way you would have hoped. Mm. And you could see real progress. Agreed. And she didn't see that. Like, and he she, didn't see her. She, she's completely blanked over it and somehow ended up cussing him out about him being as horrible as his family. We. And then going off and wanting to her sister about how I don't want to be in this marriage anymore. I'm like. I think in that was a big discussion that, that he was walked messed in up. On. We saw the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. I think it got bigger. It did he because he ended up walking out and yeah. staying with his mom and sister who. He was also upset with. I'm sure they were happy. I'm sure. And next week we get to see all of them together. Oh boy! It's I can't everybody. believe that both sets of parents are going to be across from each other. That is craziness. His mom and sister, on top of Lo and his wife. I think. Yeah, I think Lo just sits this one out. Oh, yeah, he seemed to be pretty quiet in the preview, but his wife can handle herself. <laughs> I'm quite confident. So that's a, there's a Samoan man and woman. There's an example that, and I think that's what I think that's what she's looking for in that relationship is similar between her dad and mom. That's what she's looking for. I think Lowe's right. probably a bit hands off. He's not as assertive. He kind of right. just well, goes with the flow. Well, he said right. But he's in a the provider. Be- yeah, and he said right in the beginning he came to America. And learned a better way, yes. was what he said. Mm-hmm. And that he was abandoning, essentially, his whole Samoan upbringing. That that culture he didn't agree with any longer. Mm-hmm. And that was why he was against their relationship from the beginning. He didn't want that culture to be what his well, daughter had to deal with. Two cultures collide next week. <laughs> Fireworks. I, can't wait. I think that'll be the most exciting of all of yeah, them. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll, that'll be like a showdown. Yeah, that'll be fun. I wonder if they get much into that or if they just get to that point. Gloss over it and, and hold it for another episode. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they have a habit of doing that. Happen. I think there's nothing more to hold over on Jess and Colt. No, I think that's done. Yeah, she seemed to be over. I wonder if that was over even before she came. We alluded to yeah, a lot of the pictures, much. and I don't want to get into our our inside scoop on Colt's crap. Right. But obviously pictures of him are all over the place Yeah, in his pajamas and... Well, she Vanessa. went there essentially to break up with him, yes, I think. I think there's no doubt. But I think she was unprepared for the added surprise oh, of, Vanessa. oh, by the way, Vanessa's been living with me for <laughs> weeks now. Yeah, we always, Jessa's always great with the one-liners. We got yeah. that you play with my face this time. That was probably good. I thought the big thing was, and we all know Colt's at fault here. Yeah. But, you know, Debbie, she leaves and comes back and... She inserts I love how herself. She, I love how she fake comforts Jess, but really she's just glad to be rid of her. Sure. <laughs> and she says, all she pulls what Colt does all the time is, well, I kind of feel sorry for, for Jess, but she really brought all this on herself. Look, <laughs> Completely she, glossed over. She made bad decision. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, completely glossed over what a complete loser he is. It's all <laughs> completely her fault. <laughs> What, for getting involved with her son? 
her loser son. Yeah, that's a mess. It's just it's just bad. So she says bye, Colt, and she leaves, and so. And then goes and meets up with Larissa. Yeah, that was great. That was, that was great. a weird scene. I kind of I think it was kind of fun to have the two of them talk, and it was funny yeah. they're talking in English. I think is what's odd, but and to have them both on the same side in this conversation that was cool. Yeah, and before it would have been ugly. Everything between them would have been ugly. Larissa angry with Jess, and Jess angry with Larissa, but they were sitting across the table commiserating in Colt. And I think it confirms what the pictures are, as they were comparing. Jess told him about the eight girls. And I think you were saying the same thing. If they if they have evidence of eight. Yeah, how many hundreds more are so there? Check your <laughs> inbox, because you may be. It's a good thing. <laughs> and they were talking about, um, I don't know if you saw what Larissa did when they were talking about his his pictures that he sent with her hands. Did you notice Mm-mm. that she did this? She had her <laughs> She put her finger, her finger and thumb together about his, I guess, the, maybe what he's packing down there. Mm-hmm. I thought it was... A- I, I actually did see an article <laughs> today where she referred to it as his Vienna sausage. That's <laughs> you know, those come in a tiny little can. <laughs> I know what they come in. I'm not sure I'm a big fan of making fun of things. Like oh this. my goodness. We can be quite sensitive about those things. <laughs> Whatever. Well, wouldn't she having a problem? Didn't she get mad at Eric about doing stuff like this? Yes. And she's doing she's talking enga- about her engaging in the same thing. You said it was something about him posting pictures of of her that kind of maybe got her yeah. On edge. Yeah, um shared some pictures or something yes, sent them. In his uh fans only. Here's yeah. Here's a lesson for everybody. Well, here's the thing. Don't don't share private photos with anyone. Mm. I don't care who they are, because if one person has them, thousands of people could have yeah, them the tomorrow. And that's what happened. As cold, right? Unfortunately, no one can share them. Yeah, and these should really not exist. <laughs> I'm Please. not even. We're not going to post any links, but no. him and whipped cream and. Bubbles and not bubbles. Oh gosh! So I have uh, assuming I, I have, have not, not gone looking for any of this stuff. I just want to put that out there. Well, the the whipped cream and stuff. I've not seen any indecent. Well, all photos of him are indecent. <laughs> I've not seen, and all of them are inappropriate. Yeah, I've not seen one that would not be allowed on television. Yeah, I no think. X-rated photos. I haven't seen any like X-rated that, no. photos, and I am definitely not hunting for them. Yeah. Although you've had some that uh, I definitely have been scarred forever by yes. <laughs> sharing. It's just bad. All of it's just bad. There's nothing good from it at all. <laughs> so I think it's a big joke for him. I think that at this point he is he understands social media and fans only and there's money to be made. And I think he, he does a good job at that. I think... I think he gets the joke. He understands that he's the joke. He's mm-hmm. the, he's a part of it, and so that I think that makes that was what makes for good TV. Even though you hate him and everybody hates him, but every, somebody's got to be the villain. But because what you need is a real villain, and our real villain is Paul. <laughs> no doubt about it. He's the one. Yeah, it seems like it. What in the heck is he thinking? If you're going to take somebody on a tour or a date. Whatever you want to call it. Maybe on your top ten list of places not to take them would be what? 
let's say, a sewage treatment plant. Sewage treatment plant <laughs> should make your top line ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Yay. What is he doing? I said, this is something I looked at taking my kids on when they were homeschooled, when they were little, to see, like, how... Thinking about it. Yeah. But you didn't do I it. I didn't actually do yeah, it. Yeah, that's quite Or right. like, a, like a, a recycling center to that see how sense. garbage is sorted and how some of it's recycled. That would make that sense. That kind of thing. If you're yeah. a homeschooler. Right. Uh, those are the kind of field trips you can go on, but Does to take li- your adult, foreign wife and baby. Think wh- about even breathing that in. How does that even come into his mind? I noticed Barry, the waste treatment guy, he didn't have an issue with the smell. I think it was all about him trying to one-up Tonchines, where she's from yeah. in, in Brazil, oh, versus impressive. America. Now you didn't even have that written down. No. Good job. <laughs> impressive. Good you. <laughs> So I I think it's all about uh, rah-rah America, Hmm. you know, which really is just insulting to her. Sure. Especially it's insulting because he probably had a job in Brazil of some kind or they didn't need any money. Yeah. I don't know. He had plenty of hoarding crap in his room there, so I don't know. And maybe mom was still buying him stuff. That was entirely possible. You know, she gave him, so the two-month ultimatum is over. And he goes here under the guise that here's a tour and maybe while I'm here I could get a job. And Barry shut him down. Yeah. That's probably really smart. No chance of that. But yeah, they well, didn't even get so far as to ask him if he had a criminal record, so at least it wasn't because of that. Yeah, he can't say that that <laughs> was it. But trying to backdoor your way into a job. Yeah. I noticed how crappy. good, when he mentioned that maybe we can go back to Brazil, how excellent her English got. Oh, that's yeah. right. It was clear as a bell. She was so happy. Yes. It completely changed her countenance. Yes, and her English improved immediately. (laughs) That guy's got to go. This guy's going to come here. He's bringing his wife here, and he's going to ask me for a job. What in the heck am I going to do with a guy like this? Right. But there's there's jobs anywhere. It's just not the way to do it. We're all told to say, if you want a job, go see Human Resources. Well, my understanding is that hoarders who hoard at home also have a tendency to hoard at work. You run out of places to put stuff. Right. So I'm thinking that if he did get a job, Where that could you would hoard? eventually be a problem. Who can you hoard at a waste treatment plant? That's what I'm saying. There's nothing stuff to in. hoard there. Well, we know someone hmm. who uh, hoarded at home and at work yeah. uh, with like stacks of newspapers hmm. and stuff. He just didn't catch it. But look, they went, the preview for them. Is there at the airport going back to Brazil? What strikes me is, so they go to Brazil and then come back again. And she comes with him. So somehow she makes it back. I'm surprised if they make it, which it sounds like they do, that she comes back to America. Because we know where they are now with the separation agreements and the restraining orders. That she came back to America is, is completely surprising. Yeah. But they show him at the airport and be darned if he can't find his passport. Every time, and I think, I bet you, the cameramen, the producers that are with him hate him. I'm they sure. gotta hate him because they show him dropping luggage, putting stuff on a cart, it all falling off, him tripping, <laughs> him not finding his passport, well, all think this about, sort of stuff. Think about even when we did the. Uh, the uh, breaking episode about uh, him with the police coming uh, when they were fighting. And the whole recording was him looking for his license yes. to give to the cop mm-hmm. to identify himself. I mean, 
that went on and on, and and that was just at home. That wasn't even you know for a TV show. Yes, there was no camera crew there. Mm. He just seems to be chronically disorganized. Yes, so we'll see where this goes, but uh, he maybe lost his passport, and they don't make it to Brazil. That would explain a lot. <laughs> Why she'd be really mad at him. So we'll see if they That's actually possible. make it there. I think we've got to carry this. This whole season has to carry through probably October 11th. So I think we've probably got six or seven more of these episodes that they've... Yeah. I think they're extending everything. Yeah, trying to spread out the content they have. You've been listening to 90 Day Fiancé, Coupled with Chaos. If you'd like to hear more from Kelly and Steve, look for their other podcast, Coupled with Chaos, in any podcast player. If you have any questions or comments, they can be reached at coupledwithchaos at gmail.com. They can also be found at Coupled with Chaos on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 